You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is up, podcast people? What's going on? So glad to see you back on the podcast this week. We're back. Uh, By we, I mean just me. Uh, Pastor Joey is in Pittsburgh right now. He's attending some revival meetings down there, and uh, that's awesome. You know, I'm thankful to serve under a youth pastor who prioritizes the move of God like that for himself. Like Pastor Joey's going to go get touched by the Lord. And so that's really awesome. Um, but he asked me if I wanted to do the podcast today while he is away. And so happy to do it, excited to do it. The Lord uh, very much so just gave me a word um, to encourage you with uh, on the podcast today. But once again, I'm all alone. Normally I'm sitting right here and, and I look over here and it's Pastor Joey. But I'm all alone, nobody else in the room, just me. Um, but that's okay. We, we praise God that we're still going to have a good podcast. But uh, last time it was just me. I gave you guys a hot take. I gave you guys a hot take about salad. Got some, got some pretty good feedback from that. And by good, I mean uh, good both ways. Like some people agreed with me and some people were like, no, you're crazy. And so that's good. That's what a hot take should, should you know, elicit is, is some back and forth. But today... I don't know if it's really a hot take. I think it's going to get hot, but um, I don't really know why. I was just thinking of something that I could talk about, just like a little, you know, silly, fun thing at the beginning of the podcast. And uh, I just ended up looking uh, looking up and landing on the top 15 most popular pizza toppings in the United States. I love pizza. I don't eat it a whole bunch, but I love pizza. And uh, I feel like if you don't love pizza, I, feel, I just feel like you're lying. I just kind of feel like you're not telling the truth if you say that you don't love pizza. So I thought that, you know, this might be cool. The top 15 pizza toppings uh, in America, according to this one website that I did not, like, you know, get any support for from other websites. So according to this one website, these are the top 15. Number one, pepperoni. Yes. No, that's absolutely true. Or it's absolutely correct. Pepperoni is the best pizza topping. I would argue that there's no better way to do better way to do pizza. Pepperoni pizza is elite. People, oh, buffalo chicken. Oh, you know, what do you mean? Like, oh, bacon, ranch, whatever. Like, no. Pepperoni pizza is the best one. Number one, pepperoni pizza. Love it. Number two, surprised me a little bit, but beef. They have beef as the second uh, most popular pizza topping. I don't, I'm not upset by it. You know, beef is great and, and it goes along with pepperoni, like same, same spirit, you know, beef number two. I'm not mad at that. Love it. Number three, fresh basil. Really? Really? I feel like what's that really doing for you? Ultimately, like you're smelling it more than you're tasting it, but like, really? You're just going to throw a few little green leaves on your on your pizza and call that the third most popular topping. I feel like we can do better as Americans. I, I just don't love that for pizza. Um, but, you know, whatever. Number number four, same kind of thing. Fresh garlic. Okay. 
you know, if if all the cheese and all the spices aren't doing enough for you, you want a little bit more fresh garlic so that the people in your life don't want to be around you for the next couple hours until you brush your teeth or get a piece of gum. Okay, I guess, like, if, if that's what you want, more fresh garlic. What was that, number four? Yeah. Number five, tomatoes. Okay. <laughs> Like, all right, you know, it's in the sauce, but if you want a little bit more, I guess you can slice slice up a tomato and throw it on there. I guess. It looks it looks good. It kind of looks like pepperoni, though. So you might as well just put pepperoni on and get a little bit more protein. But tomatoes, I'm not upset by it. Too much, at least. Uh, number six, chicken. Love it. Love it. I'm already seeing a theme that basically I'm... I'm giving the thumbs up to all the protein stuff and all the non-protein stuff is kind of getting the thumbs down, but it's whatever. Um, this is, this is my little segment. So I'm running it. Uh, number six, chicken. Love it. I do like Buffalo chicken. I'm not, I'm not hating on Buffalo chicken by any means. I think it's great. Um, it's not better than pepperoni, but chicken at number six, I feel like that should be higher, but, uh, on, on my personal list, that would be higher. But number nine, Number nine, or not number nine, number uh, seven, because these went in opposite order, but whatever. Number seven is peppers, like green, yellow, red peppers. Okay, you know, I would be more for this if it were like spicy peppers, because I like a little bit of spice. Um, In general, these like bell peppers aren't giving you a whole lot of taste, but I get that they're crunchy. I get that they snap. I get it for the texture purposes. I don't hate it. I don't hate that being in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the list. Next one is really throwing me off. Uh, six, seven, eight, number eight, olives. I don't, I don't personally like olives. Are they, are they giving you that much taste? Like, I just feel like they're giving you enough taste where you're like, uh, I'm eating an olive right now, but it's not like, Oh, that, that, that little bit of extra taste is really good. And I also feel like you don't just get olives on your pizza. Like people that, that get olives on their pizza, they don't just get olives. I feel like they get other stuff. So what is, what is it really doing for you? Nah. Uh, next one, what would this be? Number nine, onions. Okay. Again, kind of like the garlic thing. If you want the people in your life to not really want to be around you for the next little bit as your breath smells like onions, um, is that worth it for you? It's just the questions that you got to ask when you're ordering pizza and the toppings that you're choosing. Next one, sausage. Love it. Love it. <laughs> this, is, this is dumb. But anyway, uh, love it. Sausage. Yeah. It, it, it's really good. Really elite pizza topping in my mind. It gives you all that extra flavor. It gives you that added protein. The texture is complementary to pizza, I think for pretty much uh, all the meat, sausage, beef, chicken, pepperoni. Chicken probably is, is the one that you'd have a little bit hard time with texture-wise because you really got to, like, chew most chicken. But anyway, uh, sausage, love it. Ham, I'm, I'm in. Like, I don't love ham on a pizza. Um, out of the four meats so far, that would be my, my lowest one would be ham. I don't like I'm I'm definitely not going to order ham on a pizza before I order pepperoni, beef, chicken. Oh my gosh, this is the fifth meat. Um sausage or ham. 
Like ham is ham is going to be last. Ham is going to be last for me. But it is what it is. Like I would love like a ultimate meat lovers pizza. Put ham on it. Sure, I'm in. Love it. Uh, oh my gosh, another one. Bacon. Yeah, come on. A little bacon. Throw it on there. I'm in. I love that. Uh, the next one. I don't know what would this be. Number thirteen, right? Yeah, math. Uh, the next one is mozzarella, basically extra cheese. Sure. You know, I feel like that that fits towards the bottom of this list. Um, I feel like for most, for, for a lot of people, probably they would like a little bit more cheese. But um, extra cheese, you know, if, if you want. Hey, that's cool. I personally don't think I've ever ordered a pizza and ordered extra cheese. It feels extra. Like, I feel like the cheese that you get when you just order a pizza, by the way, cheese is not a pizza topping. Cheese is not a pizza topping. Extra cheese, I guess you could consider a pizza topping, something like mozzarella or whatever. But cheese is not a pizza topping. Like, oh, what do you want on your pizza? Cheese. No, your pizza has cheese on it. That's what's part of pizza. Number 14. Mushrooms. Why? They, they are from the ground. Some of them, like, don't do good things to your mind, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you're going to put it on, the like, arguably one of the best foods ever. Kind of like olives for me. What is that doing for you? Whatever. And then this one. Here we go. This is where it's really going to get hot. I'm sure, I'm sure some people... Probably don't don't care about this, and this is you know a little bit. What are you doing? But uh, this one, this is where it's gonna get like a little bit of a hot take. The fifteenth on this website, most popular pizza topping is pineapple. No, no, pineapple does not belong on pizza, and I'm not sorry to say it. Nobody else is in this room with me. Nobody else is going to yell at me until after we post this. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. It's sweet, cool. You get the sweet and the savory. The texture is weird on pizza. You're going to get the the soft, like, little bit, like, slimy, like, pineapple, especially if it's, like, from a not great pizza place. Like, that pineapple is not going to be top tier. And you're going to go and put it on your pizza with with ham. And I, I wonder... Like, I just, I just don't think so. All right. At least it is from, no, look at this. I knew it. I knew this. Okay. Pineapple and ham on pizza, right? What's it called? It's called Hawaiian pizza. Where was it created? Hawaii, right? No, it was created in Canada. By a Greek immigrant. Why is it called Hawaiian pizza? See, nothing adds up. It shouldn't be on pizza. That's the end of my pizza discussion. No idea how long that was. Hopefully it wasn't too long. But now we're going to get on to the important stuff. Pizza pizza uh, is great. And pizza toppings are important. It's an important decision. But certainly not more important than the word of God and uh, and what... I have to share with you guys for the rest of the podcast. Um, again, very, very thankful. I'm really, really thankful to Pastor Joey and Brianna. I looked over there because, you know, that's where they normally sit. But 
to Pastor Joey and Brianna for um, trusting me and giving me the opportunity to share on the podcast. Uh, I love them very much, and, and they are doing such a phenomenal job at Impact Youth. Impact Youth, if you're listening to this, you're probably involved with Impact one way or another, if you're a student, if you're a leader. Uh, Impact Youth is about to explode. And I say that by faith, but I, I truly believe it, that Impact Youth is about to like rapidly grow because Pastor Joey and Brianna got rocked at Heat Wave and they're not the same. Um, I'm not the same. You can tell it in our leadership group that impact isn't the same. You can tell in the students that, that many, many, many of the students got really touched and really changed at Heat Wave. And we're just totally believing that it's going to be full steam ahead and that God is going to take impact to a whole new level, to a whole new level. And it starts with Pastor Joey and Brianna who are doing all the right things and, and God is, um, has blessed them and, and is going to continue to bless them and use them because they're just devoted to him. But impact youth, get ready because God is going to do something like we've never seen uh, with Impact Youth, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But I mentioned Heat Wave, and, and we just had Heat Wave last week. My goodness, God did so many incredible things. I will never be the same. God touched my life in a way that that I've never, you know, felt the presence of God like that before. I've never heard like from him so clearly as I did. Like I got such fresh instruction and such fresh encouragement. Um, and, and it was just such a blessing to see God do so many incredible things. There's so many testimonies um, of what God did at Heat Wave. And it was incredible. It was incredible. And, and we can be, and we are kind of on a, on a new spiritual level, right? Like, at impact and just in general, if if you've gone to a revival service, something like Heat Wave, where you're getting stirred up and you're getting encouraged, you can be so, on such a spiritual high. And then the following week, what happens? You know, the following week there's going to be a crossroads. You can either keep going or you're gonna you're gonna fall off and you're gonna kind of go back to where you were. And this is what the Lord um, really just put on my heart to share, and it's it's what Pastor Joey shared. Uh, a lot uh, of similarities last night in his sermon on keeping the fire going, that we're not gonna go back, that we're not gonna be the same after heat wave, but we're gonna keep going and we're gonna see God do new things and we're gonna see God do incredible things. Um, but for me, I'll tell you, for me, it was a little, I don't wanna say disappointing, but I had to fight off a little bit of discouragement as I got ready to go back to uh, my regular job this week. You know, last week, uh, got to just serve and got to just be here all week for Heat Wave. And again, we saw God do such incredible things. And then this week, I was going back to work. And it was almost like, I'm so charged up. I'm so on fire for God. I'm so ready. Like, this is amazing. And now I'm just going back to normal life. And so the Lord wanted uh, me to talk about some, some practical things that we can do after after a revival service to keep moving forward. Um, and really, as I said, uh, like how do we go back to normal life? How do we go back to business as usual uh, after a revival service? And the answer truly is that we shouldn't. We shouldn't. After a revival service, after we've been stirred up to do something for the Lord, after we've been encouraged in our spirit and God has touched us and we've been changed, we should not 
go back to business as usual. We should not go back to life as normal as it was before, where we're just going about our day and nothing really happens. And we're, you know, thinking about God a little bit. We, we pray, we read our Bible a little bit, you know, a little bit throughout the week. We come to church. Church is great. We have a little, we have uh, three songs for worship and then a host and then another song for offering. And then, you know, uh, a 30 minute sermon. And then afterwards we have small groups and then, you know, that's it. See you next week. Like, no, we're not going back to business as normal. And in your personal life, don't go back to, to just normalcy. Don't go back to the monotonous, like, you know, this is just what life is. Don't go back to that. That, that don't fall back into the religiosity, no idea if that's a word, but the religious, you know, um, aspect of this is what I do every single day. And, and, you know, this is just what my life is. And this is, this is what it looks like. Don't do that. Revival services are not meant to be uh, some kind of spiritual apex where we reach the, the top of the spiritual mountain and then everything else is just downhill. Revival services are meant to be the spark that, that lights you, you know, puts something behind you and you just run and you just do something for God. You just go and you're never the same. That's what revival services are supposed to be. They're meant to stir us into action. Um, they're meant to stir us to do something for our generation. That's what Evangelist Wesley really hammered uh, during Heat Wave this year. And that is the, the vision behind his ministry, which is such an impactful one, and he is doing it. And as, as a ministry, and um, impact is, is on board, that we're gonna serve our generation, that we're not gonna see Gen Z just you know go off and die without receiving revival, without knowing God and knowing the power um, that he has. And so... Revival is meant to stir us into action. It's meant to stir us to do something, to stir us to serve our generation. Uh, Haggai chapter one, I'm not gonna read it, but um, it says that the, the spirit of all the people, the spirit of the governor and the spirit of the high priest in Haggai one, were the spirits of all those people were stirred up and then they went and built the temple, built the temple for the Lord. We're, revival services are not just meant to be some super emotional experience and then, you know, that was great, now time to go back to normal life. No, they're meant to be a launching point. We're meant to get stirred up to action. And so, but again, oftentimes, it, it can be easy for discouragement or disappointment to creep in if you start to really think about just going back to normal life and doing it, you know, the way that you, the way that you used to do it. It can almost be like, uh, like a new year's resolution, right? New year's comes around and you're super charged up to go to the gym. You're super charged up to learn a new hobby, to do this certain thing, but then you don't end up doing anything. And, and a week goes by, maybe you did a little bit, but after a week or so, it kind of just dies down. And then, you know, okay, I guess that didn't work. We'll try again next year. That, <laughs> that's really how it is. Like a lot of times in the church, there will be a revival service. Great, we're stirred up. We're gonna do something. The next week goes by. The next month goes by. And, and you do it a little bit. You walk into it a little bit. You start moving in it a little bit, but then it kind of just dies out. And then it's okay. Guess I'll just wait until the next revival service to try again. That is not what we're gonna do this year. That is not how Impact Youth is gonna be after Heat Wave. That's not how I have resolved in myself that I'm gonna be after Heat Wave. That's not how I know Pastor Joey and Brianna are, are thinking, that they're not gonna go back, that, that we as a ministry and, and we as, as believers 
are going to move forward. And so these practical things to, to do after a revival service to keep moving forward. The first one, spend time with God daily. Spend time with God daily. This is the most important thing. If you don't, and I'm talking to myself here, absolutely, but if we do not spend time with the Lord daily in prayer and daily in reading the word, our excitement and our, you know, um, feeling driven to do something for the Lord is gonna die away. It will, it absolutely will. Um, spend time with God daily. This word, this book is literally food for our spirits. This is how our spirits get fed, is reading this, reading this book. And if we don't read this book, then we're relying on the encounter that we had with God. We're relying on the, the praise that we lifted up to God a week ago or a month ago, and it's not gonna sustain us. You can think about it. Um, you know, you, you're, you're watching this video. Have you eaten today? Have you eaten in the past, I don't know, eight hours or so? You probably have. Why didn't you just rely on the food that you ate yesterday to get you through today? Unless you're fasting, of course. But, you know, if you're just, you know, eating regularly, like why didn't you just rely on the food that you ate three days ago to get you through, you know, to next week? It's because it doesn't work that way. We, our, our physical bodies need food daily, right? And the same way, our spirits need food daily. And the food that we get, the way that we eat, the way that our spirits eat is by spending time with the Lord in prayer, spending time with the Lord, reading his word. Don't rely on, on yesterday's thing. You can encounter God, you can praise God, um, and you can encounter him the same way that we did at Heat Wave, the same way that you may have done in a revival service in your own personal time. It's really blessed me. Uh, Matthew chapter six, Jesus is, is talking to his disciples and he talks about prayer and he talks about fasting and these other things, giving, and he talks about these other things and he talks about doing them in the secret place. The secret place is so, 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 so important. Spending time in prayer, spending time in, in Bible reading. Again, this is something that I have to constantly be reminding myself not to, not to fall away from, is spending time with the Lord every single day. Um, you can encounter God when you're in your room, in your car, like just praising him. Praise is, praise unlocks the door to God's presence. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when you praise, you know, there doesn't have to be all these instruments going on and, and all these great singers, you know, on the stage singing. Like God honors when we just truly worship him with a genuine heart, when we just seek after God. My favorite scripture, James 4, 8, the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So when we draw near to God and praise him and, and just go after him and say, Lord, I wanna encounter you by myself, God will meet you and, and he'll, he'll bless you. It doesn't just have to be a heat wave thing. There is a fly, that's okay. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, the Bible says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Encountering God and praising God doesn't just have to be something that you do in church, doesn't just have to be something that you do at a revival service. It's meant to be a daily thing where we just spend time with the Lord and, and get connected with him and feed our spirits. It's the way that we feed our spirits. Um, John 15, the Bible talks about uh, abiding in Christ, that 
Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. And if we're not connected to the vine, we're not gonna bear fruit. And so it's the same way. We, we get connected with God as we spend time with him in prayer, as we spend time with him in Bible reading every day. And if you wanna keep moving forward after getting charged up, if we wanna keep moving forward after, after having been charged up from heat wave, spend time with the Lord daily. If you don't, your fire's gonna go out quickly. But, but I wanna encourage you, if you've missed a day, you know, after heat wave, they're, you know, probably we're tired and, and it's certainly not an excuse. We, we should make time for the Lord every day. And, and I certainly am telling myself that again as well. But if, uh, if you miss a day spending time with the Lord, don't miss two. Like don't, if you didn't spend time with God yesterday, don't go into today like, oh, I didn't spend time with God now. Now I got to earn my way back. That's not true. That is not true in the slightest. If you didn't spend time with God today, spend time with God tomorrow. If you miss a day, don't miss two. If you miss two days, don't miss three. If you miss three, don't miss four. Like get back on, get back in it and spend time with the Lord. He's not gonna shame you. He's not gonna, you know, cast judgment on you. If you come back with a repentant heart, Lord, I've, I've had to do this. Lord, I'm really sorry, I, I just... I messed up and didn't make time for you yesterday. Would you forgive me as I spend time with you now? And just get back. God is always well, like always having open arms, welcoming us back. That's the first one, to keep moving forward, practical things to keep moving forward after a revival service. Spend time with God daily. Number two, do something. Do something. Again, revival services are not meant to be us getting stirred up for the sake of just getting all the, all the goosebumps and all oh, that felt great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really nice. No, revival services are meant to stir us into action. I, I'd be willing to bet that the majority of people in, at Heatwave, if you were really seeking after God and really pressing into God, I, I'd be willing to bet that the majority of people really got an instruction or really got some kind of direction from the Lord on what you're to do. I know I did. I know that the Lord really encouraged me and really gave me some clear instruction um, on something that I'm to do. Uh, I don't mind sharing this and I don't mean it in any kind of way to boast myself up or promote myself, but it's just because Pastor Joey's uh, shared this on um, this podcast. But the Lord gave me an idea to start a YouTube channel. It's called 48 Strong. And during heat wave, the Lord was hammering me, 48 strong, 48 strong, 48 strong. Like you really have to do it. You really have to like do it wholeheartedly. And, and since then I've taken steps, you know, to, to continue to do it and to really do it. Um, and so revival services are meant, all that to say revival services are meant to stir us into action. The sooner you start, the easier it's going to be to continue. Again, think about new year's resolutions, you know, January 1st comes and you say, oh, I'm, I'm going to start tomorrow. No, but I really am going to start tomorrow. Like I got some stuff to do today. You know, I, uh, I was out, you know, late watching the ball drop uh, on TV. Like I'm a little tired, but tomorrow I'm really going to do it. But then January 2nd comes and, and you push it off a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Eventually that, that thing isn't going to get done. The sooner you start, the easier it's going to be to continue. And the more and more you put it off, is gonna make it harder and harder to actually start the thing. So 
if God gave you an instruction during heat wave, if God, if you've been in a revival service and you've been encouraged to do something for the Lord, to serve your generation in some way, just start it. Just start it. I promise you that if you just step out in faith and start it, God will make up the ground where, you know, you can't make everything happen. You can't, you know, control everything on your own. I think that that's a big hindrance to um, us starting stuff a lot of times is like we feel like we have to have absolutely everything in order before we start. But the reality is that if we just start God and, and God is backing it and God is behind it, then he's going to propel that thing forward and he's going to do with that thing what only he can do. So just start it. Just start it. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Um, actually, I'm going to give you this scripture first. Philippians 2, 13. The Bible says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working in you. If, if he gave you an instruction during heat wave, if he gave you an instruction during a revival service that you've been in, again, I don't know who's watching this, but um, do it, start it. Don't put it off. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Paul says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't put it off. Go after it. Do the thing that God gave you instruction to do. A practical step to keep moving forward and not go back. The third thing, I have three more, including this one. The third thing, put yourself in a position to grow. This is so key. Put yourself in a position to grow. Think about, um, think about a flower. If you were going to plant a flower, you have a little pot, you got some soil in there, you got the seed, you know, you put it in there and you watered it and, and it, it has all the potential to grow. And then you go in and put it in a box in the corner and just let it sit there. That flower is not going to grow. What, what it was intended to do isn't going to happen because you didn't put it in the proper position. What would be a proper position? Putting it outside or putting it, um, you know, on the windowsill to get that sunlight, watering it every day. Put yourself in a position to grow after heat wave. You, you, you got stirred up. We all got stirred up, encouraged that we just want to serve God and we just want to do something for God. Put yourself in a position after that where you'll be continually encouraged and, and you won't go back. Um... If you, if you go back to some of the old things, you'll put yourself in a position where you're going to hurt your growth. It's going to be so much harder to grow. I would, you know, go as far to say that it's going to be nearly impossible to grow if you, if you go back and put yourself in, in a bad position. The people that, that we surround ourselves with matter. The places that we go and the people that we surround ourselves with matter so much. Again, put yourself in a position to be encouraged. You just got charged up. You really want to do something for the Lord. And then you, you know, the next day you're back at, at a party where you know people are going to be drinking and doing drugs. It's not for you anymore. It's, it's, not, it's not going to put you in a position to help you grow. It's going to actually pull you down and hurt you to grow. But you say, oh, no, I just want to witness to those people. Pastor Joey said this before. I guarantee that if you're at a party where people are drunk and high, they're not going to want to hear the gospel. And they're not going to be in a position where they can even receive the gospel because they're impaired. Put yourself in a position to grow. The people that we surround ourselves with matter a lot. They matter a lot. And I'm not saying to 
you know, totally ditch anybody who you ever knew, um, you know, people in, in your life that might not be really, you know, on fire for God or really serving the Lord, people in your life that, that you know that aren't, uh, that are living in sin. Like we, as Christians, like we are to love those people. The gospel is for those people. The power of God is for those people. But we have to be careful not to join ourselves so closely with them because while we might think that we can pull them up, the reality is that they're gonna drag us down. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, don't be fooled by people who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Don't be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. I, I really think that that speaks for itself. Put yourself in a position to grow. Surround yourself with people who are gonna encourage your faith and not discourage you in your faith. And that's why church is so, so important. Church is so, so important. It goes the other way as well. Don't go back to um, old ways of living. Don't go back to things that are gonna pull you down, things that you know are dishonoring to God. But on the flip side, put yourself in a position where you're gonna be encouraged to continue to live for God and encouraged to grow. And I'm proud of anybody who's listening to this, everybody who's listening to this right now. You're, you've put yourself in a position to, to grow a little bit. You've put yourself in a position to hear the word of God, to be encouraged, to continue to live for God. That's a great step. That's a great step. Stay in church. You know, as often, especially when you're young, um, as often as you can, when the doors are open, be in church, surround yourself with people. Youth group is, is so important to surround yourself with people who are your age that are also seeking God and, and wanna live for God. That's what Hebrews 10, 25 says. Uh, it, it gets quoted a lot in church because unfortunately people aren't in church as much as they used to be anymore. And it's not a coincidence that, that some of the stuff that's going on in the world is going on. And even in Christians' lives, Christians are struggling with things that they're never meant to struggle with, that they have authority over and that they have victory over in Christ. Why? Because Hebrews 10, 25 says, and let us not neglect our meaning together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Church is a place of encouragement, or I'll say that the church ought to be a place of encouragement. I'll tell you that Faith Church, I'm so, so thankful for this house and Pastor Frank and Lisa and the culture that they've established. Faith Church is a place of encouragement. And I'm not saying that this is the only church in America, certainly is not the only church in America that's doing it the right way, but find a church that, that's doing it the right way, that's doing it the biblical way, and get in it, stay plugged in. It's gonna encourage you. Put yourself in a position to grow. Two more things that kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the fourth one, the fourth practical step that I have or the practical thing that you can do to continue to grow is to write stuff down. If God did something in your life at Heatwave or in a revival service um, that you've been in, if God did something uh, on Wednesday night at Impact, if you're an Impact student listening to this, write it down. Write it down. Because it's gonna be there to encourage you. You know, in a couple weeks or in a month or in a couple months or whatever it is, you might be going through a little bit of a tough time. But if you go back and you, and you read what you wrote or you record yourself talking about it, I've done that a lot. I, I've wrote stuff down that God's done and I've recorded myself talk about it. And I've gone back 
and just listen to some of that stuff. And it's been encouraging to me. Wow, Lord, I, I remember when you did that for me. I remember how encouraged I was. I remember how excited I was and how on fire for you I was. And it'll encourage you to keep going. It'll encourage you to press through the tough times and to continue to serve God and to continue to move forward. Write stuff down. This is something that um, the people in the Old Testament did often. They, they did it a bunch. They uh, didn't necessarily write every like write um, stuff down. They certainly didn't record themselves speaking. They couldn't do that back then. But they made they would make um, altars of remembrance. Basically, they would make altars of remembrance after God did something awesome. So I'm going to read you one example. In Joshua chapter 4, the Israelites uh, under Joshua's leadership just crossed the Jordan River. God did a miracle similar kind of to um, the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. There the, the waters parted. Here um, the flow of the Jordan River stopped so that they could cross safely. But God did a miracle regardless. God did something extraordinary, supernatural. God did something in their lives. And what did they do? Right after, right, right after, uh, Joshua 4, verse 6. Joshua commanded them to grab rocks, basically. They were probably really big rocks, but to grab rocks from the Jordan River. And here's what he says in verse 6. We will use these stones to build a uh, a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. They built this altar of remembrance, basically so that they could look back on it. Anytime they passed it or anytime it came into their, their field of vision, they look at those rocks and those rocks were like, oh yeah, wow, God, you did a miracle in our lives. Later, in future generations, when their children would grow up and be like, hey, mom, dad, why are all those huge rocks over there? They'd be able to tell them, let me tell you what God did in our lives. Let me tell you the miracle that God did. If God did something at your life at Heat Wave, testify about it. Tell people about it. That's super important. But also write it down for yourself. Keep it in your phone. You know, keep a journal, whatever you have to do. So that later, you can look back and remember fondly, like, wow, Lord, you really did that. You really did work that miracle in my life. But here's what I want to encourage you with. Sorry, I just want to make sure the mic was still on. Here's what I want to encourage you with. Write stuff down so that you can remember it. That's number four, the practical things that we can do to keep moving forward. But number five, after you write stuff down, Look forward with expectation. Look forward with expectation. God does not want us to live off of past miracles. I hit that a little bit at the beginning of this podcast. Like, don't just live off of what God did yesterday. Don't live off of what God did last week. Don't live off of what God did at Heat Wave or the last revival service that you were at. Look forward to what God is doing now and what he's getting ready to do in your life and in your generation. God doesn't want us to just rely on the past thing. He doesn't. Heat wave was incredible. Like, for real. This shirt says that it was bigger than ever. It absolutely was. God moved in a way that, like, I can't even put into words. Like, 
man, that Friday night, the presence of God in that room was, it was, it was incredible. Like it was amazing. I have no words for what it was like. It was amazing. It was awesome. Heat wave this year. So, 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 so good. But if you ask pastor Joey or Brianna, if you ask evangelist Wesley, you know, they might, they'll, they'll agree with you. Yeah, that was awesome. But what's God doing next? What's God doing right now? What's God getting ready to do? I didn't even mean for it to be this way, but it's how I started the podcast today. Like God is getting ready to grow impact youth and, and explode impact youth. And I wholeheartedly believe it. We're not sitting back and just remembering what heat wave was and oh, that was so amazing. You know, if only we could go back, if only we could do all that again. No, like we're looking forward to what God is doing now and what he's going to do. And that's what we ought to do too in our personal lives. God did something amazing for you at Heat Wave. I believe he did. If you were hungry for it and if you were expecting it, God definitely met your expectation. But don't just live off that. Don't just, you know, live the rest, uh, you know, the next year or so um, just off of, off of Heat Wave. Look forward with expectation what God is going to do next. God is always moving. God is never done. Like, as long as we're still here and Jesus hasn't, uh, and we haven't been caught up to, to be with him, there's still work to be done. And God is still moving. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 15 through 19. This is the Lord talking through the prophet Isaiah. He says, I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. God's recalling how he uh, parted the Red Sea. He's recording, he's um, uh, talking about that miracle that he did in the lives of Israel. But then he says this in verse 18. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is one of the most popular miracles that is recorded in the Old Testament. If you ask somebody who, who maybe like knows the Bible a little bit, they've probably heard of God parting the Red Sea. And so God here is talking to the Israelites and he's saying, remember how I did that? Like, that's who I am. That's my miracle working power. That's number four, right? Remembering, writing that stuff down. God's saying, remember when I did that? I'm still the same God. I did that for you. But forget all that. I'm doing something new. We're, I've already begun it. Let's go. We're on to the next thing. And that's how we ought to be after, after a revival service, after heat wave. Look, on, look forward to the next thing. Look forward to what God is going to do. Uh, in your life next. Look forward to what God is going to do in this generation next. Something I, I didn't plan on plugging this, but um, again, impact, like we're, we're going to keep going and, and God's going to use us. But something awesome that's coming up that I'm so excited for is Good News Danbury that Evangelist Wesley is, is putting on. Um, I think it's August 11th through the 13th. I could be wrong about those dates, but I think I'm right. Um, Good News Danbury in August, where Evangelist West is going to come and the gospel is going to be preached to all of Danbury if they'll show up. 
And I'm believing that many, 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 many people are gonna show up and that there are gonna be many, many, many people who were previously on their way to hell, not living for the Lord, and make a change and follow Jesus. God is getting ready. God is always on the move. He's always doing something new. Something that Pastor Joey's been saying recently, and maybe some other people I've heard say it, is that uh, God moves with movers, and he doesn't sit with sitters. Like, God is always on the move, and he's waiting. He's looking for people on the earth who, like his children, who will move with him, who will do something with him. We're moving forward after heat wave. This dang fly. We're moving forward after heat wave. As, as a ministry, I believe that Faith Church is moving forward and we're not gonna look back on everything that God did um, at Heat Wave. We're not gonna be a museum for what God did. Oh, hey, look at this over here. You know, Heat Wave 2021, Hume 2022, Heat Wave 2023. Like, no, we're moving forward and we're gonna see God move in this generation and touch a generation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I really believe that. I know it to be true. <clears throat> I know it to be true. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're listening to this right now, praise God. I'm thankful for you. I know that Pastor Joey and Brianna are thankful for you. But if you're listening to this right now and and you don't know Jesus, and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I, I might have mentioned, I did mention all the, all the amazing things that God did, that we had the presence of God in the room, and that we saw miracles happen. And you might say, wow, that sounds really great. You know, I, I need a miracle in my life. I'm going to pray for you in a minute. But if you don't know Jesus, if you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to share with you the gospel right now and give you an opportunity to do that. The gospel message is simply this, that Jesus Christ, who was and is God, he was God in heaven, and he came down and became a human on earth. He walked on this earth just like we do. He was fully God on this earth, but he was also fully human. And he lived a perfect and a sinless life. He didn't mess up once. And then he died a shameful and a painful death on a cross that we deserved as the penalty for our sin which separates us from God. Jesus became that sin, took it all on himself. He died in our place. He was buried in a tomb. He descended into hell and he kicked the devil's butt. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And then three days later, he rose himself from the dead in complete victory and in complete power. And now he is alive and he's seated at the right hand of the Father in victory. That is the gospel message. Jesus Christ is alive. He died for our sin. And the Bible says that all that we have to do in Romans chapter 10 and verse nine, all that we have to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and we will be saved. So if you've never done that, if you would just repeat this prayer after me, say, dear Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe you lived you died and you rose again for me. I put my faith in you now as my savior and I will live with you forever. I'm not a sinner, now I'm a saint. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat>
Amen. Praise the Lord. If you just prayed that prayer, so, so happy for you. But here's the awesome news is that maybe you're, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a young person and, and one of your friends um, put you on to this podcast and just said, hey, watch this. Um, and you're struggling with something. This is, this is something that Evangelist Wesley said that this is the most oppressed generation in human history, that mental problems are on the rise and, and physical problems are on the rise and, and this generation is, is oppressed. But here's the good news, is that Jesus Christ, the reason that he came to this earth was to set at liberty everyone who is oppressed. Everyone who is oppressed. And that means that the miracle working power of God is for you. And so if you need a miracle in your life, if you need a miracle in your family, I just wanna pray. I just wanna pray and I really believe, hallelujah, I really believe that the power of God is gonna touch you, is gonna touch your life. If you need a physical healing, if you need uh, freedom from a mental oppression, if you need a miracle in your family, the power of God's gonna touch you now as I pray. Nothing about me, all the power belongs to God. But let's pray, hallelujah. Lord, you have won the victory. In the name of Jesus, I command every oppression to leave. I command every body to be healed in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for complete restoration in the lives of your children watching this right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe that God really did something. If God did something, hit us up in the comments. Um, and also, if you just got saved, hit us up in the comments or DM us at Impact Youth at M-P-A-C-T, youth, and we would love to connect with you. But I hope that this blessed you. Um, Pastor Joey will be back next week. We'll be raiding a foreign snack, and uh, we'll see you then. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.